0: My wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Welcome to Big Q&A This is the show where we respond to difficult questions Concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible This is the show where we look at world religious trends In the light of Bible prophecy I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church In the beautiful city of Adelaide It's really wonderful to be able to share with you again This week we're asking, how do I walk with Jesus? On Monday we commence by asking, what is humanity's greatest problem? Yesterday we looked at, what does it mean to be born again? Today we ask, what's this thing called repentance and and confession? Where does that fit into the picture? Today, our co-host is Pastor David Butcher. And David's the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Oh, welcome to you, David. Good afternoon, Gary. I believe you've got a very busy week this week. I do, but I guess they
1: call it Hump Day, don't they, Wednesday? Hump uh, day? Middle, middle of the week. That's right. It's always really good
0: to have you in our studio, even on a busy week. Oh, look, it's, I really look forward to being on radio with you and with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to uh, just sit down with the Scriptures and really dig into them, isn't it? Uh, look, it's a highlight, absolutely. Yeah, uh, David, look, I, one thing I've got to ask you, I, last week we did actually ask... Advertise a program that uh, you and my, my good friend uh, Nick Creter and, and Joseph are running out at, uh, at Mawson Lakes. And this program's entitled Into Earth's Final Destiny. And last weekend, that was Friday night. Um, and on Saturday afternoon, you spoke about how to survive the end of the world on Friday night. And then on Saturday afternoon, how three angels visit Adelaide. Now, tell me, David, how did that go? Yeah, look, it went really
1: good. It went really good. I think in the day and age we live, people are looking for answers. And so this series, Into Earth's Final Destiny, is really designed to show people what lays ahead and what even lays at the doorstep, what lies at the doorstep. There are so many theories and conspiracies, but we want to dig right into the Word of God, right into the book of Revelation to discover what is happening and what will happen.
0: So you're noticing that within our community, there are questions being asked now that previously possibly weren't being asked?
1: Oh, absolutely. I was in a meeting today and someone was saying that in America, on uh, Google searches, end times and Bible prophecy, those numbers have have, uh, multiplied five times the searches for these things.
0: Mm, So there is a real... Questioning that's going on in people's minds—that is really powerful, actually. In fact, it's really important that uh, that we pick up on this because I know that uh, I'm actually planning a series at uh, at my own church in about a month's time. We actually kick off, and it's entitled "The End Times: Four Angels and the Gospels' Climax," and we're going to be going for. Um, during the worship service for 10 weeks in this particular series and I'm really looking forward to being able to present on that particular series
1: On all of these things we've got to stick to the word of God don't we because there are so many false theories and, and wacky ideas out there
0: and, and and I'm glad you've actually brought that up, David, because next week we're actually going to do an entire series, the whole week, is going to be talking about conspiracy theories. I am really looking forward to, uh, <laughs> to the next, we're going to have some fun next week, and I think our listeners will really appreciate this. Yeah, praise God. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, now, David, tell us, this weekend at Mawson Lakes, now uh, on Friday night, uh, August 21 at 7pm, How to Kill a Dragon, and then on Saturday afternoon, How to receive the seal of God. Now, who's presenting this weekend? Is, is this you? Yeah, I drew the short straw. So I'd love to
1: uh, meet our listeners that are that are listening in Adelaide and live in Adelaide. Um, come along to the Denison Centre, which is number 12 to 24, Garden Terrace, Mawson Lakes. 12 to 24, Garden Terrace, Mawson Lakes. We begin Friday night, How to Kill a Dragon, at 7 p.m. This Friday night, 7 p.m., and then on Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m., Saturday the 22nd, 4 p.m., how to receive the seal of God. And, um, Gary, people can uh, book for this, which is important, okay. by contacting Nick on 401 305 077. That's 401
0: Three oh five zero seven seven or they can contact faith FM yeah that's uh, and look, this is a fantastic meeting I, I know I really appreciate the material that you've presented joseph pre- uh, presented the material that Nick presents continually and this is powerful materials and I'd just like to encourage anybody who's in Adelaide if you've got a spare hour or so Friday night or uh, Saturday afternoon uh, this weekend, how to kill a dragon. And how to receive the seal of God? What is the seal of God? That's a powerful. That's Digging un- right into Revelation, Gary. That's, that's this is this is thorough Bible study. This is this is great stuff. I really appreciate that. Uh, that David. Now, look, this particular week we're talking about this issue of uh, you must be born again. Was what we were talking about yesterday? And uh, just uh, just just this morning, I, I stumbled upon a um, a story uh, of a of a young man. Concerning his own conversion experience, and uh, this is this is what he said: a young man testified that thanks to the pandemic, he gave himself to God. Um, How do you call this? Is the article? How do you call what is bringing illness, death, debt, and uncertainty to so many? A blessing. And yet for Ephraim, a 21-year-old man, it has been. If the coronavirus had never happened, he and 10 other people with whom he is studying the Bible would never have learned about the love of God. Just before the pandemic, um, he decided to spend a few days at his brother's house. Little did he know that this would mean that the stay of five months would eventuate and it would actually involve the temporary loss of his job. In the midst of loneliness and social isolation, he was reminded of when his family used to listen to Christian radio. Now, this is significant to me because I'm really big into Christian radio. However, as he grew older, he admits he closed his ears to the voice of hope. David, tell me, is this something that you've noticed in the experience of many people? They sort of move away from the faith of their youth.
1: Definitely, Gary. And and I guess it was partly my experience. I grew up in a Christian home, um, a really loving Christian home where God was the center of everything. And I had the head knowledge and I had the form of religion, but my heart wasn't connected to Jesus. And so when you uh, get your wings to fly, so to speak, um, and you get your independence, often we see this sort of thing play out.
0: So in other words, you, a person gets their freedom, as it were, and uh, the freedom actually moves into directions that maybe mum and dad wish that, you know, that didn't occur.
1: Absolutely. So you can be in a church but not be in Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. A- and, and so what I really love about this, though, is that the Holy Spirit um, works on the exterior, I like to call it, of everyone's heart. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. Um, Jesus died for all men, all women, and boys yeah. and girls. So the Holy Spirit works on every human heart, every human mind, and eventually through situations like you've just explained, sometimes it's trauma or catastrophe. Uh, we are woken up from our slumber, or if you like, And the Holy Spirit convicts us, as he's wanting to have been doing for years, perhaps, and we renew
0: our relationship with God. And that was actually uh, Ephraim's experience in this particular story. It goes on saying, It was 10 p.m. I started exploring uh, which application to download on my computer. It was there that I decided on Christian radio that I had heard previously. Inside, I found a powerful message. I asked myself, What have I done with my life up to here? I asked my uncle for help and he guided me in the study of the Bible. David, that question, what have I done with my life up to here? Do you find many people eventually ask that question? They do. And
1: even some really um, sincere Christians that have followed God all their life, but they haven't seen the truths of God's word. I, a couple in their 70s, when they saw the law of God and what it actually meant, they'd been faithful Christians. But they said, what have, Why haven't we seen this before? And I yeah. said, Well, maybe you weren't ready. God knows the timing on things as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a very beautiful thing that you said. God understands the timing. Because sometimes to actually bring the right person across an individual's path is something that does take a unique amount of, uh, of time. The, uh, the story goes on. However, in my mind and in my heart was the name of a cousin. So here he, he is convicted that he'd rather than talk to his uncle, he should talk to his cousin. So I decided to invite him to study together. She, uh, she rather, invited another person and that person invited others. Soon, a group of 10 people had been formed who were studying the teachings of Jesus via video conference. Have you noticed the Holy Spirit work like that?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm sitting here listening to this, Gary, and so many people, deists, believe that God created everything and then sat, sat back and, and left the world to its own devices. Yeah, we yeah. have to serve a God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who are intimately connected with this planet, wanting no one to perish
0: Yeah, isn't that an incredibly beautiful story that we actually find Mm. in the scriptures this is something that impacts the lives of individuals the story goes on the days have passed and I cannot put off my decision for Jesus any longer I want to be the first person in that group to be baptized he says I'm thankful that God allowed the pandemic so that I could find a different course in my life at my age I was already mired in alcoholism and the swampy path of promiscuity thank God because his word reached me
1: the word is living it changes lives through the written word and through the living
0: word of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives it's powerful the Word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, I think, is what the Scriptures actually describe. And, and to me, as I look at that, I suppose I've seen that in the lives of so many individuals. When they start to dig into the Word of God, when they have a look at a, a godly teacher, when they come together in prayer, there seems to be things that happen that I, I would actually call it, Yesterday, we were talking about being born again. It's the born-again experience, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. This is the work of the Holy Spirit.
1: And it's nothing that we can do. Our job is to
0: continually surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and that, to me, is the beautiful thing about the the born-again experience. Mm. It's something that happens by the moving, the gentle moving of the work of the Spirit of God. Let's let's go to some uh, some music. Uh, I uh, I love three ABN music. Uh, Put some excellent material out. This is uh, we have heard and marching to Zion. Please enjoy.
2: The silvery band in white Of the city fair
0: ABN Music uh, We're marching to Zion and we have heard What a majestic song That really is uh, Folks our free gift for, uh, for this week Sorry about that We're uh, we're a little bit Disorganised here At the present time uh, David Now tell us Our free gift For this week Is the book Steps to Christ Have you ever Read the book Steps to Christ
1: I have I like it For several reasons It's a succinct Practical book It's called Steps 2 Right Yep, yep. It's been printed In over 150 languages Wow This book Has sold in the millions First published In 1892 mm-hmm. And yet Through the power Of the Holy Spirit And the gospel It draws on Incredible principles from Scripture, and it has changed countless lives.
0: Yeah, and now look, I really appreciate Because to me, I think you you make a good Point there when you say this is a steps to This is the way in which, now we've Been asked, talking about being born again How does a person Come to the stage of being born Mm. Again, and once they accept Jesus Christ, how do they grow In the Christian life, I love This particular book, now this uh, Week we are actually offering this Particular book as our free Gift, now folks, if you would like a free Copy of Steps to Christ, we have Happy to send it to you. Um, now, all you need to do is to text it uh, to 0438 That's 0438 Six three five just send your name, your address, and your phone number to o four three eight zero double six six three five and we will send you a copy of steps to Christ. You will be incredibly blessed when you read this particular book. This is a book that allows you to grow in the Christian faith. And
1: Gary, the other really good thing about this book, if people are busy and all of those sorts of things, it's very short, very succinct, but yeah. powerful.
0: Yeah. It's one of those books, actually, that what I have found is that you can easily read a short chapter each day. Uh, I know in my devotional time, there's a book that I, I really love entitled, "Desire of Ages, that I'm actually reading at the present time for my own devotional time. Mm. And I just read a, a chapter or so each day of that, but steps to Christ I found is even easier than that because it is just so easy to simply open it out, and in in fifteen minutes you can read the entire chapter, and it'll take you on a journey that leads you a lot closer to Jesus Christ.
1: And it's a sort of book you don't just read once because we need that renewal, don't we? Continually, we, do. we live we do. in a world of sin, and we need to be reminded constantly.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's so true, David. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor. Gary, Our co-host today is Pastor David Butcher David's the President of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia And our big issue for this week We're following the theme How do I walk with Jesus? Yesterday we asked uh, What does it mean to be born again? Today we're going to talk about this thing called repentance How, How did you How does a person tell When they've come to Jesus Christ? But today firstly we're looking at this issue of repentance, David. Can you possibly just share with us what is repentance? Where does it fit into the born again paradigm?
1: Yeah, look, let, let's go for a study, shall we, Gary? Yeah. Um, repentance essentially means a complete change of mind, a turning around of from the direction in which you are headed. Uh, Back to where you should be headed. In other words, if I'm driving down a road and I realize I'm headed in the wrong direction, I'm lost. Mm. And I know I have to turn back. I'm making a complete turn. Mm. And in essence, it's a double turn. It's a turning away from the wrong direction
3: mm-hmm.
1: and a turning back to the right direction, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. So,
0: and I think there, Gary, go for it. No, the... Uh, Build that up a little bit more because I'm, I'm so conscious that this issue of you know, repentance is sometimes seen as a, a bit of a, a theological term. It's possibly a term that we don't use uh, very much at, very much today um, You know Dig a bit more Into the scriptures with us
1: Yeah okay Thanks Gary So it is a word That's used frequently Throughout the scriptures And it's associated With confession And I know you and I Were talking earlier And they're almost nuances yeah. uh, Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen Says this It says He who covers his sins Will not prosper But whoever confesses There's confession Yeah And forsakes them Which is repentance Yeah Will have mercy so let me suggest to you that confession and repentance, if they're godly,
0: if they're from the heart, go hand in hand Okay, this is something though that we don't actually hear a great deal about today Because what I'm conscious of is that even within religious circles, you know, religion, uh, you know, confession is, uh, is almost part of an older paradigm You know, is it really that essential? Look, I think confession does a number of things.
1: Um, Confession almost is like deleting the junk on your computer it frees up space, it cleans things up so it runs better. Now, that's a very simplistic picture.
0: But I think it's a good analogy, actually, because I'm so conscious that, you know, from time to time, we've all had to get our computers and we've had to say, okay, what do I have to, you know, I have to sort out what's actually on this computer. Well, your computer's running slower,
1: it's bogged down. Yep. When we sin, which we all do, we're, we're sinners, when we sin, we are laden with guilt, whether we realize it or not. It impacts our lives, and if we don't get rid of that guilt, and I know we're not talking about forgiveness today, but if we don't get rid of that guilt, then it has physical and emotional impacts. So the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. We'll look at some verses in that very shortly. Convicts us of sin works on our hearts and minds. When we um, and the Holy Spirit, God is the one that draws us to repent, to turn around. God is the one that gives us the ability to confess. And when we
0: confess, we need to
1: confess
0: specific sins. In other words, what you, I think you've picked up a vital point there. The Holy Spirit, when he actually comes and touches a person, there's a number of things that take place, and one of them may be this issue of, hey, you really haven't been doing the right thing in the way that maybe you've been treating another person. And so we, we, we are convicted of sin, which gives us guilt.
1: Yeah, and guilt is a good thing when it comes to sin. If we then deal with it, yeah, and I guess that's what we're talking about tonight. So,
0: so how do we, how do we deal
1: with it? Okay, so let's let's wind it back a bit. Hey, yep. we know that as human beings, we can only be made right with God through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, his death on the cross. And you probably talked a little bit about that last night. On the day of Pentecost, at really the birth of the Christian church in Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter preaches this powerful sermon to Jewish Christians that only 50 days earlier had crucified the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And now, Peter, who is himself changed and fully converted, he's now emboldened as the other disciples are. And Peter gets Gets up and preaches, and he says, "Hey, you murdered this man."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Fifty days earlier, they were hiding in an upper room with the doors locked yeah. for fear yeah. that their lives yeah. would be taken. And Peter says that you murdered this man. Acts two thirty-seven and thirty-eight says this. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So the Holy Spirit, through the word of God and the preaching of the word, convicted them of their sin and their wrongdoing, that they had put
0: Jesus to death. And, and, and that's, a, I mean, how much must this have impacted their conscience when Peter is preaching this sermon? Well, I've had some people when I preach
1: come up to me from time to time and lots of people say, oh, that really touched me. Uh, some people from time to time will say, that really convicted me of sin. Can we catch up? Yeah. But this is what the crowd did. Yeah. This is powerful. What shall we do? Yeah. And then Peter says this very simply. Then Peter said to them, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I believe the Holy Spirit works on our hearts and minds externally, if you like, convicts us of sin. When we acknowledge that we're guilty, that we deserve to die, when we realize that Jesus is the only answer, And we actually confess and turn back to God. And the turning to God, this repentance, is actually a gift of God, Mm -hmm. which we'll look at. Um, When we do that, the Holy Spirit then comes into our lives, not just on the outside uh, convicting us, but comes inside
0: to work inside us to clean us up. Wow. That's a a wonderful thought. But, David, how does, how do I Repent and confess, I mean now this is a, a really a significant thing that I think that people sometimes have, i mean how do I physically go about doing that
1: yeah um Again a good question I'm going to take you first of all to Acts 3.19 Where again the disciples are preaching Repent therefore and be converted That your sins may be blotted out So the times of refreshing may come So to repent means to be sorry for our sin To turn away from our sin And if we don't truly recognize the depth of our sin And what it costs and what it means Then we'll never really turn from it Mm. So it actually
0: involves the working of the Holy Spirit In our lives Yeah, I think that that is actually the really significant thing for us to pick up, that it's not because we are uh, are becoming particularly better than someone else because we repent, but rather what's actually occurring is when the Holy Spirit is starting to impact my mind, starts to touch my heart, what starts to occur is that I start to become, I would call it, convicted. yes. And as a result of conviction, I may then feel a thing called guilt. Yes. Now, so many would suggest that, you know, guilt is a bad thing.
1: And this is. Well, guilt, living under guilt continually is bad, right? But guilt has a a godly aspect to it when it comes to sin and breaking the law of God. When we begin to realize the full consequence for our actions, I mean, sometimes a child will do the wrong thing and they'll say, I'm sorry. They'll do it again five minutes later. They don't really think about or don't understand the full consequences of what they're doing and the full impact. When we as human beings realize that 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 one thing I've done, put Jesus on the cross, That piece of fruit that Adam and Eve ate Just some simple piece of fruit Cost the Son of God his life When we realize the full weight of our actions there's this guilt that comes, and there is a godly sorrow, not just for the consequences, because Judas obviously uh, realized the consequences and had a sorrow for what he had done, but not really the full impact.
0: Yeah,
1: More yeah. sorry for the consequences for himself. Yeah. Esau the same when he uh, gave
0: his birthright to, to Jacob he was sorry for oh, that he had made a, a done a silly deal but as far as actually sinning was something that he wasn't actually sorry for
1: that's right and so the guilt makes us realize that ultimately we are sinning against God and i love two stories uh, here yeah share
0: some stories because i think that's really important uh, as, to illustrate what how this works so
1: to realize that we're sinning against God uh, Genesis chapter 39 And it's verses 6 to 12 um, Joseph is a slave uh, yeah. But he's been made the head of Potiphar A captain of, um, of the Pharaoh's army He's been made a slave or a servant in his house And Potiphar gives Joseph This young Israelite lad He gives him full charge of his whole, ha- his whole house His mm-hmm. entire house mm-hmm. He's proven himself And then we get this story, which is a powerful story of uh, Potiphar's busy, he's away, his wife has not much to do, but look at Joseph. And Joseph seemingly was a very handsome man. Mm. And day after day, she tempts him to sleep with her. Mm. And he refuses. And essentially, he says, Potiphar has put me in charge of everything. He doesn't even know what's happening. He trusts me. Put me in charge of everything except for you. Mm. And then he says to her when she asks him to commit adultery with her, he says, How then can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Okay. So if he did sleep with her and commit adultery, he's sinning against Potiphar, correct? Yeah. And Potiphar's wife. Yeah.
0: Sin is against someone else, but first and foremost it's against God. Okay. Which is why we actually confess our sin to God because that other person is actually a child of God also. You know, beloved, now we're the sons of God. It doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he... You know, because the other person is actually made in the image of God, and God recognises them as, their, as his son and daughter. We've actually sinned against God as well as that individual. So when
1: we sin against someone else, we're putting an arrow, if you like, into God's heart because we're injuring a creature of God's hand, someone else.
0: It's, it's actually the same as, you know, I mean, you and me are both, both fathers. You know, when your children are actually growing up, uh, you know, you've, uh, you have one, you know, two children might fight, uh, mum and dad. How do they feel about the, the children actually engaged in open warfare? I mean, this is something that you say, hey, you know, I you know the, the father's heart, the mother's heart goes out to both of the children. Or putting it another way,
1: when someone wrongs my daughter or son at school, or allegedly. Um, I feel upset towards them because they've injured me as well, because they've yeah. injured my child. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly the way God feels, isn't it? Yeah. So when we surrender to Jesus, in other words, when we give up, we show the white flag, uh, we begin to see how holy God is and how guilty we are and how unclean we are. Um, so essentially, some people seem to think that we cannot come to God unless we've first repented, turned away from our sin. And I want to suggest to you, Gary, that this fallacy of thinking that we have to turn away from our sin and fully repent before we come to God is a trap.
0: Yeah, We come is. to God as we are because we can't turn away from sin in our own strength. That's right. And this is one of the points that that book, Steps to Christ, makes incredibly powerfully. And to me, I'm so appreciative of the way that uh, that Uh, that is expressed in that book because it explains this so, so powerfully. It does.
1: And and I'm reminded of the other story. We've looked at Joseph. There is David and Bathsheba. David, this this man after Jesus' own heart. Um, is guilty of murder and adultery in a, in a brief window of time. Psalm 51. And this is a beautiful psalm. And here we realize that repentance is a gift from God. True repentance. Psalm 51 verses 1 to 4. When David's sin is brought before him. He says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and Mm. cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me.
0: Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight." Yeah. Now, Dave, I really appreciate the fact that you've actually brought up Psalm 51. You know, a lot of people don't actually realize that what's occurring here is that David is writing Psalm 51. It's actually a song, but he actually writes it after he sins by committing adultery with Bathsheba and after he comes out. Out of that, he recognises his sin, and this is actually the prayer that David prays. Now, to me, I've recommended a number of times in my ministry to individuals who I've been talking to that come to me, not to confess their sin, but because they're carrying guilt of things mm. which they have actually done, and uh, this has been the psalm that I've actually turned to with them, and I've said, "Hey, look, I want you to go. I want you to read uh, this particular uh, psalm out loud." It's Psalm 51, and to me, it's such a such a powerful um, because it, it it explains what David said in prayer, and I've encouraged people to. You know, to to come to Christ and to actually read and pray this prayer, and this is supernatural. The Holy Spirit is being convicted of his guilt. He makes no excuses. Now,
1: sometimes when we confess something, oh look, I, I stole that, but I was led to it because of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, David says, um, "Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight." He makes no excuses, yeah, yeah. and he acknowledges that his ultimate guilt is bef- is against God. Yeah. He's, he's murdered one of his uh, commanders, Uriah He's slept with a woman he's not married to And he's done wrong against them But ultimately it's against God And he makes no excuse
0: yeah, yeah. The words, just, just let me read some of, the, some of these words again, because to me, you know, it, it really puts things, uh, it really explains to me what this issue of repentance is all about. This is what King David is. I want you to imagine that mm-hmm. what's actually occurring here is that David, he has jumped into the wrong bed with Bathsheba. He's committed murder. He's committed adultery. It's been pointed out to him by the prophet, and he comes to God in prayer, and what he says is this. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is always before me. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. You know, David, uh, as, I, as I sort of look at that, I say, hey, you know, this really explains to me what repentance is all about.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know what I like there as well? Verse 7. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow David realises he cannot clean himself
3: It has to come
1: from God You know Gary um, The Apostle Peter um, Tells us that repentance Comes from God In Acts chapter 5 verse 31 He says him that's Jesus God has exalted to his right hand To be prince and saviour Listen to this To give repentance to Israel And forgiveness of sins So even the act of repentance, this turning away from sin and turning back to God, couldn't happen if God was not enacting it, if you like. He doesn't force it upon us,
0: but it is actually a gift from God. Yeah, yeah. And as a result of the moving, the working of the Holy Spirit, the heart has actually changed and actually desires to come closer to Jesus Christ. That's right. And so this is a continual thing because we still sin. This is all part of this born-again experience. As the Holy Spirit touches my heart, it may impact, and I'm so conscious that for many of our listeners you know, who have never accepted Jesus Christ before, the Holy Spirit, as he comes, may impact your thinking and may touch some points that are, can be very challenging. Absolutely. And yet what David does comes to god in prayer when he comes to god in prayer he actually receives a thing called forgiveness and the junk has gone off the computer the, the, the trash has emptied. gone off the computer the
1: computer is now running effectively and efficiently what a
0: powerful story what a powerful look let's come to some uh, some music this is uh, a gavin chatelia as water to the thirsty please enjoy <laughs>
4: As beauty to the eyes, as strength that follows weakness, as truth instead of lies, as sometime at springtime, and summer time to be. So is my Lord, my living lord, so is my Lord to me. Like moonlight and starlight and sunlight on the sea, so is my Lord, my living Lord, so is my Lord to me.
0: Welcome back. It's uh, wonderful to have you uh, with us uh, with us once again. I uh, just, uh, just wanted to remind you that we have a wonderful offer uh, for you today, and that's the book Steps to Christ. This is a book that I really love to be able to sit down and read, particularly in my devotional time. Uh, this is a book that has continually brought me closer to Jesus Christ. Uh, can, I, can I encourage you? If you would love to have a copy of Steps to Christ, we're happy to send it to you free of charge. All you need to do is to text your name, your address, your phone number to 0438 635, that's 0438 635. This is a book that I guarantee you will bring you closer to Jesus Christ. You'll come to understand what the born again experience really means. It will lead you on the early stages of the, of the Christian back. Uh, Christian walk. Uh, you're listening to uh, uh, to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is David Butcher and David's the President of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Uh, the big issue that we're talking about this week is the, the question of how do I, I walk with Jesus? Yesterday we asked what does it mean to be born again? Today we're digging into repentance. David, really appreciate what it is that you've shared with us so far. You've talked about our need to be able to come in prayer uh, to Jesus Christ, to confess our sins, because that's what the, te- the scriptures are actually teaching. But uh, tell me something, what if the, what I have done, I have done against some other human?
1: Yeah, interesting question, isn't it? Because often we do, whether it's a spouse or a child or a colleague or, or something like that. Uh, the Apostle James, um, Jesus' brother in James chapter 5, verse 16, has this to say. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So two things. All sin is against God, and we've demonstrated Mm. that. We have to confess our sins to God because only he can forgive sin. You can't forgive me of sin. Only God can. Um, So we confess to God, but if I've wronged you, Gary, directly, I need to come to you and seek to make it right. Mm. And my mind goes to the story of Zacchaeus in the Scriptures, uh, in the Gospel of Luke. Tell us that story. Uh, He's this tax collector. Mm. Um, I was going to say like all tax collectors he's ripped everyone <laughs> off Now, um, no one heard me say that right but but Zacchaeus was very good at what he did he made a lot of money on the side and a lot yeah. of people were, were ripped off had money stolen off them um, he, he has this guilt in his heart he knows he's done the wrong thing he hears Jesus is coming to Jericho the town ja- uh, Zacchaeus is a man of uh, short stature and so he doesn't want to miss out on this. He climbs this sycamore tree, and mm. Jesus and the crowds are there. Uh, Zacchaeus wouldn't have had a snowflake's hope in hell, so to speak, if he was to try and line up to see Jesus. Jesus wouldn't see uh, his face. He was uh, that short. Uh. But he's in the tree. Jesus passes by, and with that godly vision, he knows Zacchaeus is there. He knows there is a sinner that has been troubled by guilt that wants to be unburdened. And he says to Zacchaeus, salvation, today's salvation has come to your house. Yeah. You know, I'm coming to your house. And yeah. Zacchaeus confesses of his sin. He takes Jesus home, and he says, whatever I've stolen, I will give back fourfold. Yeah. So in other words, Zacchaeus had to go back and confess and not when I say had to, he was motivated from his guilt, but also the love of God and to the,
0: go back and make things right. And then you had that desire to actually put things in a, in a right perspective. You know, I am going to repay that which I have stolen. So this enables us to move on. Yeah. It, it renews us.
1: And this is the beautiful thing. God wants us to live an abundant life here and now. Mm. So every time we do something wrong, we need to confess to God and specifically confess to God. Again, I'm reminded of uh, Israel when uh, they were before Samuel and they demanded an earthly king. Before this, it had been uh, Moses and Joshua and, and the judges, etc. And they demand a king. And um, uh, it, it hurts Samuel and it hurts God. When they realize they've done the wrong thing, their confession of their sin is specific. Yeah. That they knew they'd asked for a, a king, which was wrong.
0: Okay, okay. David, I, I really appreciate this because uh, I, I'm conscious that there are so many people who are actually walking around carrying this thing called guilt. In their, in their life uh, they, they know they're carrying grudges against others uh, David, what about if a person, if the person that I've wronged Then says I'm not going to forgive you? Um, the
1: Lord's Prayer says something about that We are forgiven as we forgive others Oh sorry, if someone else If I've wronged you yeah. And I ask for your forgiveness And
0: I choose not to forgive you Well,
1: that then sits with you That then sits with you. But I have done my part. And I have to realize that ultimately it's God who forgives me. But I come to you to confess and say, I'm sorry, can I make it right? If you don't want to have a bar of me after that, that's your business. That's on you. But I've come to you to make amends. But ultimately that is between uh, me and God. And when I've confessed to you that I've done wrong and I've confessed to God that I've sinned against God, God forgives me, irrespective of whether you do or not.
0: In other words, I, I need to go as far as it's physically possible for me to go to set right that which is wrong. Because... If I've wronged you, you're a child
1: of God. So if I just go to God and say, please forgive me, I've yeah. still left a, an aftermath by,
0: by hurting you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've heard so many people say, the weight that this has taken off my back is something that it has been hard for them to describe. This is something Christianity offers, isn't it? It's yeah, powerful. Yeah, and yeah. Gary, that reminds me
1: of Second Corinthians chapter 7. Paul is writing to the Christians in Corinth, and he says this, um, uh, where are we? 2 Corinthians 7, and I think it's verse 9. Uh, it says, Now I rejoice, not not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces suffer sorry the, the sorrow of the world produces death mm-hmm. so godly sorrow leads to repentance which leads to salvation and eternal
0: life yeah 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 no that's that's so significant what you've actually actually shared there in fact what actually occurs is that relationships are restored you know it's a beautiful thing if i confess my sin to you and you say i forgive you what can actually happen is that relationships can be restored. Uh, do you know, I'm, I'm so conscious that there are so many families that um, have got individuals in them who won't talk to each other. And you see that at funerals and weddings, oh, don't you? Yeah, Continually. You know, we take funerals. We take weddings. And uh, I sit down with families beforehand and I actually often get a list of things. Now, whatever you do, don't say this, you know. It's sort of it's one of those hidden secrets that ministers uh, carry, you know. Have you ever found well, that? Well, Gary, I'm smiling because I've got caught once. I wrote down names of who I could mention.
1: At the end, I had someone else come up and say, why didn't you in- mention me? <laughs> now what I do now, I get them to email me the names they want mentioned, so I can show them. Uh, it's, it's a serious thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary, I, I'm really um, aware of one thing that you know. You sort of said, "What if I wrong you and you fail to forgive me?" Ultimately, I've come to you and I've sought forgiveness. Yeah. But remember, I've sinned against God as well, and He will always forgive. Correct. If we mm, come with a humble heart, mm. First John one nine. It's just a powerful verse, Gary. Yeah. Share it with us. It says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from
0: all all unrighteousness.
1: So we serve a faithful and just God, not a vengeful God, Mm. a faithful and just God, and he is just waiting for
0: us to confess. He wants to actually give this thing forgiveness because, of course, when you get forgiven, uh, the issue of guilt then actually disappears. And... Because sin has actually been dealt with. That's right. So not
1: only is my relationship restored with another human being, but what about my relationship with God? I'm now made, it's restored as well. Now, it's interesting, that verse, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, begins with the small little word, if. Now, if I say to my kids, you can have dessert if you eat your main course. They can only have dessert if they eat their main course. It's a personal choice for them. So I can choose to confess or I can choose not to. The word mm. if. God is all-powerful, but he doesn't use force. So he says if. Yeah. If you choose, if you confess, mm. then He is he's faithful and just irrespective, yeah. but he won't force that upon us. So the challenge for each one of us is to confess our sins to God, yeah. and then he will cleanse us from all all
0: unrighteousness yeah. and restore us. And just think, I mean, with David, you know, his, his particular sin was adultery. You know, I mean, and a lot of people, you know, uh, pain and suffering that I've seen families go through because of this particular issue. But David brought it to the Lord and as a result, he received the cleansing that it was impossible to find any other way, so much so
1: that the scriptures later say that David was a man after god's own heart. Yeah. what do you mean? He was a murderer and an adulterer? Mm. God had restored him,
0: yeah, yeah, now that look, just one thing we do need to finish. i'm conscious our time is starting to get away from us, but look, just do you think that there's sometimes a process in this? Uh, This new birth experience I'm conscious that You know uh, You know We talk about the moving Of the Holy Spirit And the way the Holy Spirit Actually moves And I'm conscious that You know One or two of our listeners May be conscious that You know The Holy Spirit right now Might be touching them And you know Moving them along A bit of a continuum You know I'm conscious that Well at least in my experience You know There's people out there Who've described themselves As atheists And then You know There's others who are agnostic And there are others Who are seekers And you know Then there are some Who have made a commitment And uh, uh, then there are those who are uh, babes in the Christian faith and then you know the, the, the New Testament talks us being about being grown up do you think there are stages that the Holy Spirit might actually lead us through Absolutely we've it was said from the start
1: the Holy Spirit works on every human heart atheist agnostic uh, babe in the Christian faith or someone mature if you yeah. like but we're all on yeah. a journey even yeah. those that think they're mature are still growing yeah, yeah. when you begin to recognize yourself, that um, the words you used to The curses you used to give you no longer giving uh, Things such as anger and other things uh, God's able to give you victory Over some of those things at times You begin to see the fruit of the spirit Operate in your life Love, joy,
0: peace etc And your life starts to change In a almost imperceptible way doesn't it? To you often and to me often but it's often others that say why aren't you swearing anymore? Yeah. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was talking to someone just a few days ago uh, who actually uh, said to me, you know, they've accepted Jesus Christ now, and the workers on the work site have sort of, okay, what's, you know, what's happening uh, here, you know? Uh, But, David, look, I'm just wondering, I'm conscious that we're starting to run out of time. I'm just wondering if you lead us into into prayer, because I'm conscious that there may be some people who may be struggling with some sort of a burden at this particular point. Would you pray for us? Absolutely, Gary. Father in heaven, we just want to thank
1: you that we serve a loving, faithful and just God who just wants to restore human hearts to him. He did that. He guarantees that and he proves that by Jesus coming to this planet and dying for us. So, Father, if someone's carrying the burdens of unnecessary guilt, Lord, I pray that you'll give them the courage and your spirit will continue to work on their hearts to say, Lord, please forgive me, Mm -hmm. uh, a lost sinner. Please take this from me. Give me a new heart and a new mind. Make me your child, Lord. Restore me. Get rid of this guilt. So I pray, Lord, that if someone has heard this prayer and is listening, that they will ask that of you, that they'll surrender and allow you to be in control and in charge of their life. And we pray this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and David Butcher on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Fabiano and Lydney Sperring will look at the remarkable work of the Holy Spirit on the life of the believer. Really look forward to you joining us. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy our final song From Heaven You Came the Servant King.
2: From heaven you came helpless babe. entered our world. Ours now to follow. is our